Masters of Innovation. Looking towards the future with anticipation. Raising up the technological conversation. From the east to the west and all across the nation. Cause knowledge is the cure, then we got the medication. With the masters of innovation, the masters of innovation. With the masters of innovation, the masters of innovation. Welcome everybody to the Masters of Innovation. Working with the cutting edge knowledge you need combat COVID-19 inside your firm, your organization, inside your house and your couch, wherever you are today and become more practic, more proactive as an advisor to your clients. I'm Garrett Wagner, your entrepreneurial CPA channel host, and I'm joined by the legendary author of no more three books, Joe. Three books you, you've written? Three books. One of them is called uh, Some Kind of Control or something? Oh yeah, so you have uh, Damage Control. Damage control. Available on Amazon. You have Open Before Crisis. This is cyber insurance specifically for CPA firms, as well as all the uh, compliance issues, regulatory codes, et cetera, et cetera. Um, you know, how to pick a password policy, how to pick a cloud provider, all the way down to what laws am I supposed to be adhering to? What type very, of insurance do thorough, I need? Very thorough. And my first book. Your first book. Your little baby book. Your little first, your first born. This one was only, uh, this was under 300 pages, uh, which is like way smaller than my other ones, unfortunately. You were um, this one's all about insurance for CPA firms. Um, I think today we're going to be talking about fraud, which has actually covered two chapters in this book. So Joe, you know, you at Joe Brunsman, CLP Brokers, just so everybody knows who you are, the, the Nobel Laureate, you know, you provide insurance for hundreds of CPA firms around the country. Mm-hmm. You're the top CPA firm insurance and cybersecurity insurance experts there is. So oh, with you. all this craziness going on with COVID-19, no problem. You know, I'm always happy to give you some compliments. With all this craziness going on, COVID-19, everything that comes with it. When you put your insurance hat on, your little geeky insurance hat, you talk about claims and liabilities and breaches and blah, 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 blah. What's yep. your biggest fear? What's your biggest thing firms should be worried about today that they're probably too busy to worry about, but it's going to come back hard in like six months and just make their life miserable? Certainly. So we, we already talked about the cybersecurity issues. The other side of this coin that I don't think a lot of firms have really thought about yet is going to be the professional liability issues. Um, specifically with inside of that, fraud claims. So within professional liability insurance, 50% of all claims are related to fraud. Okay. Within that 50%, half of those come from audits, which makes sense. The other half come from everything else. So kind of the, the stumbling block that a lot of firms and a lot of CPAs need to get over is they're going to say, it's not within my professional standards to look for fraud in a, let's say, individual tax return, obviously. But what they need to understand is they can still get sued for that. Cool. And they're probably going to lose. And I've seen it happen. So this is the talk where we talk about, okay, how to really start getting affirmative with your defense. Because when, obviously, when the markets go down, it's like clockwork. Markets go down. Yep. Times get tough. People start really taking a look at their books. And in this instance, businesses could be spending that dollar like it's their last dollar. 
So when they really start drilling down and they start looking at the numbers and something doesn't look right, who are they going to go after? Their CPA, who well, I've been told has yeah, unlimited money. Yeah, oh, totally. All CPAs <laughs> have course. this greatest, greatest theory ever. Well, yeah, it's that, hey, the business is already struggling. They got hit mm -hmm. with COVID-19, the economic downturn. Maybe they go to business. They're, they're looking for someone, you know, some lawyer calls and emails and says, hey, you know, just went out of business, sue your CPA for negligence. I'll represent you. I'll take a commission mm -hmm. on the back end. They don't have any money. And they see this lifeline. The lawyer tells them, hey, you can get a million dollars out of their, their, cyber, their professional liability policy. They'll take some of the claim. That's what we're talking about, right? Just that like some lawyer calls them and says, hey, I'll make this claim for you. I know who to blame. Oh, 100%. Um, and if nothing else, even if they don't even have an attorney yet, yeah. they could just make a demand on the firm, which is just a claim they're in, right? A demand for money or services is considered a claim. It doesn't even necessarily have to be a lawsuit. So it certainly can be a lawsuit filed against the firm. But, you know, when, when people get desperate and it's, you know, a choice between, hey, let me take this contingency fee claim or default on my mortgage and my family doesn't have a home. I mean, you can see where, you know, some of those rules may go out the door and they'll say, you know, I, I got to do this for my family. I got to do this for my business. I've got to do this for my employees, you know, who are relying on me. I got to keep this thing rolling. And they could just go after the CPA firm. That makes sense. That makes sense. So, okay. So that's the risk for CPA firms. People come shaking in their tree, knocking on their door. What can they do ahead of time mm -hmm. to be ready for it? So the first thing I would say is, um, you know, if, if you haven't started now, uh, if you haven't already been doing this, now is the time to start. And that's really think about how do you get affirmative with your defense? So let's say you are just you're a tax shop. You only do taxes. You're not doing audits, reviews, compilations. You're not doing any consulting. You are just a traditional tax shop. That doesn't mean that you are immune from fraud claims as we discussed previously. So how do you get affirmative with your defense? Well, the first thing I would say is sending out letters off cycle from your normal newsletter, really talking about the potential for fraud inside all of your clients' businesses. So really talking with them about, and it's going to sound super basic. Um, if you're a Cameco policyholder, uh, which probably a lot of firms out there um, already are, then you can just go to the members only website, download those templates. But a lot of them are really simple. I think CNA, the AICPA program has something in to this. Um, and that's probably 80, 90% of the market between those two. Yeah. And it's going to sound really basic really, really basic to a CPA firm. But as we all know, when you start looking at those internal controls of clients, uh, they tend to be a train wreck <laughs> in a lot of circumstances. So these letters are simple. It's, you know, positive pay. Don't give the bookkeeper a rubber stamp with the CFO or the CEO signature on it. Uh, you know, have bank statements sent directly to the business owner's house. Don't have them go to the bookkeeper. All of those really basic measures so some, some like basic segregation of duties. We're kind of like, it sounds like we're reminding them to have good segregation of duties and internal controls over their key areas. Exactly. And it's, are all of the clients of the firm going to do those things? No. They're going to fall into the same old trap of the claims that I see constantly of, 
My bookkeeper is my stepdaughter. She would never steal money from me. Dealt with that a couple of weeks ago. My business owner is my brother-in-law. He would never steal money from me. Dealt with that two months ago. That's why uh, I like. That's why I let you record all the books. I, you're my accountant. <laughs> exactly. Just so I know who I can sue when it, when it comes to that. I'm just gonna, you know, claim against yeah, so, damage yeah, control. So, damage control. Yeah. So you know, people have this unreasonable idea. Um, you know, this this bias of it, it could never happen to me. It's always the other guy that this happens to. Um, and quite frankly, there's going to be some element of fraud inside of every business. Someone's going to be stealing paper clips at the very low end uh, to printer cartridges all the way up to millions of dollars. So just by sending these letters out and telling your clients, hey, this, this danger exists. You need to take it seriously. Here's just some basic steps yep. that you can take to avoid this. Even if they don't do it, you have a record of, I told you so. And that's a big CYA for the firm. If you do eventually face that claim, um, you know, generally every firm is going to face a fraud claim at some point. It's go back in your records, you give it to your attorney, and you go, hey, I, I told him that this was a risk. I told him how to fix this. He didn't do it. It's on him. And that's good. It's good to know that as a firm, you don't think about that. So that, that little step provides a great level of relief from this pain point. It does. I mean, it, it's, a, it's just a, it's a stupid, simple way. Yeah. And it takes almost no time. It's almost free. Um, I mean, like, really, like, I, didn't know, I didn't know what you're going to talk about here. And I thought it was going to be a lot more complicated. No, it's, it's stupid simple. Yeah. And I thought this you, would be something like, kind of like multi-step. Like, guys, this, and you got to do that. And like, blah, blah, blah. Like, yeah. like just literally like send a letter and be like, don't do stupid stuff. Like, and that's a big help. Yeah. And you, you know, you want to keep sending those letters, right, throughout the years, right? You want to build up this base of defense, as we call it, to really say, we've been doing this for a long time. Um, you know, even if firms haven't been doing it for a long time, and they're just now seeing this, and they're going, okay, I need to start. Now is the best time ever to start. If you haven't done it yet, start the, you know, the, the day you see this episode, start building up your defense from here on out. Yeah, tie it to your position around COVID-19, you know, all this stuff, economic downturn with your clients, don't lose mm-hmm. sight of internal controls in the mix of all the chaos happening, working remotely. Here's some good internal control policies to have, whether you're in the office still or working from home. Boom, you're adding value to your clients and you're building this depth of defense. Exactly. It, 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 it's just so easy. It's almost like, why wouldn't you do that? Yeah, I, I would agree with you. Like, do it today. All right, so Joe, what else should they do? The other thing I would, there's really kind of two issues from here that I recommend all firms think about. So the first one is going to be really understanding your professional liability policy and actually kind of how that operates. So um, obviously inside of this, this is the stuff when you talk about how a professional liability policy operates for a CPA firm, this is stuff you just like pick up chicks with all the time, right? You just go to a bar and you're like, Hey, like, Great lady, like, let me tell you how a professional liability uh, policy works inside a CPA firm. Because it's got, it's got to be, I can only imagine, this is going to be the most exciting thing I'm ever going to hear. Oh, it's a, um, it's, it, it's a head turner. I'll tell you that much. Um, I am married, so it, it had to work at least once. <laughs> at least once, yeah. <laughs> so within this, uh, probably the easiest way to break it down is to think of it like this. If you have a business that's a client and they're facing 
bankruptcy or insolvency, right? If, if you think it's imminent, if you're looking at those books and you're going, these guys are really close to going under, that could be a potential claim. Why not report that to your insurance carrier? So at least you're preserving your rights. Okay, so can we pause you and ask you this question right there? I think this is very important. You know, we're dealing with this COVID outbreak. We've got a lot of businesses that as a CPA firm are coming and saying like, oh shit, I'm about to go out of business. I need your help. I need help getting some of these SBA loans. Mm -hmm. What you're saying is every time a client calls you and says, I need your help. I'm about to go out of business. Your next call is your professional liability carrier to pre-report it. I mean, you might as well because, okay. you know, really kind of the, the big players in the market being Cameco and then uh, the AICPA program, they shouldn't hold that against you. Um, you know, you're going to have to say that, you know, they could potentially come after you for X, Y, Z, but you, you very well could just have a laundry list of potential claims and that shouldn't be held against you. Um, and if nothing else, you're preserving your policy rights because generally the way these policies work is let's say a company goes bankrupt on, let's say December 31st. Okay. Your policy renews January 1st. January 3rd, they come and they file a claim against you. Well, now the insurance company could say, you knew this was a risk. You knew this was a potential claim. You didn't report within your policy period. Now there's no coverage for that. Could you, yeah, and that's painful. And that's the most common reason the firms are denied coverage in an insurance policy. It's not some weird semicolon somewhere. It's not some novel construct by a claims attorney. It's really just that simple. And so, you know, firms really need to be aware that this could hopefully not be a real long-term economic downturn, but it very well could be. And I think it's looking that way. So they really need to kind of start taking this seriously and, and really get proactive about, okay, make sure that, you know, I'm, I'm filing this correctly. Bankruptcy and solvency, you know, even more on topic here, client comes to me and they go, hey, I've got fraud. Boom, instant report to your professional liability carrier. If you think that there's fraud going on in a business, right? If you just have this, you know, a lot of you, you CPAs, like you just have this like sixth sense somehow about all the numbers inside it. And you're like, something is just not right in this business. Like the numbers just don't make sense yep. compared to their peers in the same industry. If you think there's fraud, you need to report that to your carrier first. Don't talk to the client because that can go wrong in a million different ways, yeah. uh, which is probably longer than we'll want to talk about here. But go to the carrier first, get the advice on how to approach that client, broach that topic without incurring a, a bunch of additional liability on yourself. You know, Joe, I think that's the biggest advice out of this is right now under this crazy time, reach out to your, your professional liability care on a regular basis. Every time the client says, hey, I might go to business, I need your help send that email. Hey, your chemical, your ASBA, like mm -hmm. this client, this name, they just told me to make out a business name, my help pre-report it. Once again, how do you CYA with everything that's going on? So it's not, like you said, it's not January 1st and you just get through all this, things are back to normal. And then boom, you get this huge like claim against you. Your insurance carrier cancels your policy all because you couldn't take 10 seconds and email chemical and say, boom, this is what I heard. Yeah. It's, you know, really, it's, it's not just, you know, obviously 
you know, we who can help, we're doing everything we can to help other businesses. But you, you also have to think about how do you help your own business? Yes. And that's really getting, you know, really forward leaning about trying to keep yourself out of those fraud claims. Because even if it's not within your professional standards, even if you never send your engagement letter, we're not looking for fraud. If you go in front of a jury and it's grandma Martha's, you know, home cooked meals versus XYZ firm, and you're sitting there in front of a jury and you're going to go through all the professional standards and the code of conduct and ethics and blah, 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 blah. You're going to put the jury to sleep and all they're going to know is accountants have unlimited money and grandma is about to get kicked out of her house. And it's, it sounds ridiculous, but we've literally seen that happen. So when you have a fraud claim against you, money's going out the door, almost without exception. And that's because it's always going to be, in most cases, I would say, generally cheaper to settle that claim than it is to go to court. So what you want to do is do as much as you can to have as much affirmative defense as possible to really try and drive that number down, ideally to zero with years of I told you so, CYAs. Um, and, and one topic we haven't talked about yet um, is engagement letters. Okay. If we could talk about that real fast. So yeah, real fast, wrap it up for our audience. What can they do with their engagement letters in this time of chaos as they're sending some out? Obviously, step one, send an engagement letter. Step two. Yes. So I, ideally, always have an engagement letter. That's kind of step one. Um, when it comes to trying to keep yourself away from those fraud claims, there's a couple things you can do. First of all is, you know, depending on the engagement, obviously, this engagement is not designed to detect fraud, right? That's kind of a no-brainer. Pretty standard. The, the next level above that is this engagement is not designed to detect fraud. If you'd like those services, right, whatever those anti-fraud services would be, please let us know. So either you have a CFE on staff or maybe you can outsource that to another firm, right? Make some additional revenue there. The final step above that, and this would be for the really at-risk clients, typically very cash-heavy um, or really, really thin margin clients or somebody that just has terrible internal controls, is this is not the design to detect fraud. If you want us to do these services, please let us know. Check yes or no. And generally, we like firms to put that right above the signature line on that engagement letter. Now, I know that administratively, that, that's kind of hard to keep track of, but it's for those super high-risk clients. So, you know, that, that could be a million-dollar check yes or no box is kind of how you have to think about that. So, that's really the gold standard because now it's you told them you weren't doing it, you offered to do it, and then they told you no. So, when that fraud claim comes rolling in from that client, I mean, that's just, that's pure platinum that you're handing over to your defense attorney. I mean, that'll, that'll shut down a court case very quickly. And that's what it's about with all these claims against firms. It sounds like, how do we shut it down sooner than later? With just a little bit of work up front is going to make our life so much easier. The last thing we want to deal with right now is an insurance claim against us. And, and those insurance claims, you got to think about, these firms are, they're doing such already right? All these TPA firms out there, they're just working insane hours and crazy circumstances trying to help people out. And then you throw a lawsuit on top of that. And it just takes away from all the good work that they're trying to do anyways. It's a giant pain. It's emotionally draining. It drains your time. Just, you know, a little bit of work up front is going to save firms a ton of pain down the line. On the back end. 
Perfect, Joe. Thank you for sharing those tips with everybody. I know I learned a few things today. Send those letters out to your clients, pre-report, stay on top of it. So that's it for this show. If you got questions, you're not sure what Joe was talking about, reach out to us, hit us up. There's a little link below. That's how you can get in touch with them. Don't forget, click to subscribe to the channel. Stay up to date, get more knowledge from Joe on how he picks up women. And as always, <laughs> we challenge you today to take action to change this world and invest in yourself.